Welcome to Capital Cashflow, teaching you how to safely invest your capital into cash flowing assets. Here is your host, Abraham Anderson. Welcome to Capital Cashflow, show 24. This is your host, Abraham Anderson. Today, we're going to go over how we went from zero to 632 units. And that puts us in the top 100 of mobile home park owners in the United States. Very excited. This is as of July 2020. We just closed on a 122 space park, which puts us over that limit. So what we're going to do is go over each property, how many units it is, how we found it, what we did with it and kind of the lessons learned and you'll see a theme throughout this but here we go the first deal and this doesn't even count towards the units for the top 100 parks but the first deal that I did was apartments it was a 21 space apartment building and it was through a broker now the key to this one was I had no deals at this point I was talking to everyone, all the brokers, anyone that would listen to me, and many of them did not take me seriously because I was fairly young, I'm still fairly young. The time I was 20 or 21, now I'm 24. But we did find a deal. This one, it was a matter of following up with the sellers for a few months. There was another listing agent involved and the listing had expired. So my agent approached them directly. We worked something out, ended up buying them. The lessons learned here was uh, you got to stay persistent as far as looking for deals. Talk to everyone. Talk to brokers. Talk to sellers directly. I was doing cold calling and door knocking even then, looking for deals. One of the other neat things we did about this property was they would not carry any paper. They wouldn't do any type of seller financing. However, I got the bank to take 10% down and then take collateral of an office building that I had already owned. So I got in this deal with 10%. What we did with it is, uh, originally it was 20 units. We added another one on. We raised the rents. We cleaned up the property. We lowered expenses. We implemented professional management. You know, the move-in fees, the pet fees, charging late fees, evicting people that don't pay, fixing things if things come up. This ended up appraising quite a bit higher than we purchased it and I was able to refinance out all of my down payment plus more on top of that. And I still own the property, still cash flows every month and it's, it's a great deal. The, what it taught me though is with apartments it's kind of an, always a battle of filling vacancies and constantly doing repairs and that kind of led me to go into other investments mainly mobile home parks so that was in 2017 all of 2018 I did not buy any properties I was looking at purchasing a motel and a friend of mine owned it we were going to partner on it. I was going to basically buy into half of it I managed that for him for a year while doing my other job of insurance and it was just a nightmarish experience <laughs> it was a weekly rental so not like a traditional motel excellent location but it was just a constant battle of collections and evictions and repairs so about 
halfway through that year, I started really seriously looking into mobile home parks and came across a park. Another guy ended up buying it. I got in touch with him and agreed to manage it for him as well. And I just fell in love with it. Uh, it was so much simpler than anything else I had done regarding, you know, there's no repairs since they own the home. It's just a matter of essentially collections, making sure people get along, uh, all of that sort of thing. I'd managed it essentially just to learn the business. And then after I caught on, I just knew this is what I need to be focused on. And after that, and since then, I've been focused exclusively on mobile home parks. So just on that deal, for example, the guy that bought it, he later sold it for about double what he paid for it in about a year. So, and that also blew my mind because where do you ever see that? Where you can buy something and then in a year double it. So, fast forward 2019, purchased a park, it was 30 units. Uh, I found this through a networking event. A guy I knew that was into apartments bought some uh, from another guy. This guy had several parks and I ended up purchasing two from him, the 30 unit and a 14 unit. So what we did at these is we filled five vacant homes there. There was a home on every lot, but they were in various states of disrepair. Filled them, raised lot rents, cleaned up the property. There was one part of the property that had probably 100 tires. I don't know what it was. It was like a dumping ground for tires, just stacked on top of each other. Got all those out of there, skirted some of the homes, we're in the process of fixing parts of the road. On that deal, it later reappraised for about 300 grand higher than we purchased it. And really that one, that deal made me about as much money as I did on my apartments, except it costed not even half. <laughs> so that was like a really an eye opener. And it reappraised in, I think it was about six months after purchase for that. So the other deal we bought from him was a 14 unit. It was 13 mobile home lots and a house. Same guy, off market. On this park, we sold off all of the parked-on homes, converted them to tenant-owned. That eliminated all the repair and maintenance expenses. We Another thing that did was when we took them from renting the home and the lot, they were paying anywhere from 500 to 550. Sold them the home, reset their lot rent at 350. So we instantly took them all to market rents. 350 is the market in Knoxville where this park is located. And same thing, within about six months we were able to refinance. On that one, it is the highest return of any of them so far. It reappraised three times higher than what the purchase price was. I just wish it was a bigger park. <laughs> the next deal was a initially a 40 unit. Since then we've added three other lots and homes to it, so now it's 43. This one was an interesting deal because I was aware of this property. I could not find the owners and tried, could not find them, moved on looking at other properties. Well, all of a sudden this property pops up on the MLS with a broker. I immediately called them up, talked with the broker, and submitted an offer. And there were, and I did not believe the broker when he told me this, but he later showed them to me, 11 offers within 24 hours on this park. What led them to pick me to buy it was a couple things. One, the 
broker sat down with the seller and called me up and I spoke with her, told her, hey, listen, I'm local as well. I'm going to get this closed. I own other properties in the area. And the other couple things, the broker knew of another park owner who told him, listen, Abraham is aggressively looking for parks. <laughs> this was a lady I had door knocked and she didn't want to sell. I'm still following up with her. But she told this broker, if you ever come across a park deal, call him up because he will get it done. And the other big thing that caused them to pick me over the other offers was I did not have a buying agent. I went directly to the broker. All the other offers had agents <laughs> listed for them. And if you think about it, just human incentives, if there's two brokers involved, that listing agent has to split his commission. But since I did not have a buyer's agent, he was able to keep all the commission. And what we ended up doing was he reduced his commission partially to get the seller a higher price. And he still made more commission than if I had a buyer's agent. The seller got a higher price and I got a great deal. On that one also, I got seller financing for quite a bit. And so I was only had to put down about 10% versus 15 or 20% or more. So on that property, uh, again, within about eight months, it reappraised significantly higher than what I had purchased it for, was able to refinance out all of my down payment and moved on to the next deal. From that same seller also, they had a little six unit park next door, so I purchased it. So when I refinanced, I was able to get both of those together. And now it's a 49 space park, great location, uh, still room to raise rents. Um, and this, as far as what we did out there, we filled two empty lots, filled two empty homes, repaired the roads, installed a drain to get water off the road, uh, cleaned up the landscaping. It's really just an awesome property. It's one of my favorite parks. Next deal was a 91 space park. This one was found through door knocking. And it was funny because I remember the day this was with a business partner. We were door knocking and I was kind of feeling down that day. I almost was ready to stop. And he's like, no, let's keep going. Let's just do another one. So this owner, we, we even called them up previously. They would never answer. We tracked them down, found their house, went to the door, knocked on it. It was late on a Saturday. <laughs> they show up at the door like, uh, who are you? And told them, hey, you know, we wanted to see if you had any interest in selling your park. And they said, oh, we actually, we're talking to someone right now. We're in the process of selling it. They already sent us a contract. And we kept talking to them, said, hey, well, would you let us make an offer? They said, sure. So we ended up meeting with them again. We got it under contract. This one was awesome. It was seller financed, 30 years, fully amortized, 4% interest, 10% down. And what we did at this property, we're still a work in progress. This one is going to be really a long-term play. Not going to refinance it. There's a prepayment penalty for the first five years, so we really couldn't anyway. But it's a matter of raising rent slowly, filling the lots, we're fixing the roads, installing a playground, installing nice signs, some other capex. But this one is really going to be an awesome property once we get it filled up and clean it up and get the rents up to market there. So lessons learned on it was be persistent. 
I, we could have just stopped that day, and I was almost ready to, but just do one more. You know, just keep going. And that, this was after several days of, and over a course of weeks even, of cold calling and door knocking. I mean, this is something that I do now every week, if not every day. So you can go for long stretches and just not get anything. People hanging up on you or slamming the door in your face. Just keep going. Eventually, you will get a property. You just got to stay persistent. Just think about it. Somewhere out there, there's somebody that has a park. They know they should sell it. It's too much for them. It's too much work, too much hassle. They may have a health condition. And you're the answer to their prayers. So you just got to get in front of them, and then you can work something out. Next deal was a 54-space park. This one was cold calling, but the real kicker here was meeting them in person. And just I'll make another side note on this right here. That's a key when you're talking to them. Mention, hey, let's you know we can get together in person and really go over this here. Everyone is calling these people. Lots of people are calling them. They get calls all the time. No one is going to them, either through door knocking or showing up in person. These big companies, they don't want to go see them in person because a lot of times they want you to come to their house. They might live in a little tiny house in the middle of nowhere. You know, it might not be the nicest. And you showing up and getting in front of them, that personal touch really makes a big difference as far as them choosing you over some big faceless company out of New York or California. But on this park here, this was also 100% seller finance, no money down. Now this, was, this is probably the roughest park I own. That was part of the reason for the really creative financing. We're in the process right now fixing major issues, septic issues, water lines, uh, roads, I mean everything, you name it. Tons of park-owned homes, selling those off. But with the no money down, that gave me extra capital in order to do these improvements. Right now, it's, it's about breaking even. Within six months, we will finally start making some really nice cash flow. Uh, but the way you look at it, though, this park, I bought it essentially for $5,500 down. I've not made any other contributions since then. So I've got $5,500 in it. It was paying for itself. Soon I'll be making money. So I'll have an infinite return, essentially, uh, once I start uh, cash flowing on this property because I've got no other money in it. So the key lessons here, I said, be persistent, get in front of these sellers, be willing to take on even some of the not-so-nice deals. As long as it's in a good location and there's strong demand, I mean, you can turn it around. Just do your diligence up front before you buy it. Know what you're getting into. Know what it's going to cost to fix this. And don't fudge to the numbers. Be conservative with the numbers. I would rather overestimate the cost of repairs and then get into it and then have money left over, then underestimate and then get in a big mess. So be willing to take on these turnaround properties because they're not making any more parks. Next deal was a 102 space park and also we bought a, 50, a 45 space park from the same seller. But 102 space park, this one also cold calling but meeting is in person. Followed up with this guy for over a year. When I first met him, he really didn't want to sell. He threw out just a crazy high number, twice what it was worth. And he knew it was too high. I knew it was too high. I said, well, hey, is it okay if I follow up with you? You know, that number really doesn't work for me. I can't make money at that price, but I am interested. Is it okay if I follow up with you? 
in a month or a couple months and see if anything's changed. And he's like, sure, okay. And what does that cost you? You know, calling up once a month, five minutes. And this went on for over a year until one day I called him up and said, hey, you ready to sell? And he's like, yeah, I think I am. Met with him two more times after that. And I got it both under contract, 45 and 102 Space Park. That one also, another great thing about this property is during diligence, uncovered some issues and was able to get the seller to finance the entire properties, 15% down. And the, what we're doing here at these is lots of park-owned homes, lots of them. But they're all very nice homes, surprisingly so. Most park-owned homes are just dogs, and they're just living in the slums and tons of issues, and you almost want to just give them away. These are all 90s homes, very good condition, central heat and air, skirted all of that so we're in the process of selling these homes off to the residents and that will recoup all of the down payment and then after that we're in the parks uh, with no money essentially just filling up the other lots we've already filled four lots in this park that's people moving homes in so that's a really awesome we've got it worked out also with a dealership locally who's going to bring in homes and sell them out of the park the keys here are the follow-up when you talk to these sellers, a lot of them are in their 70s or 80s even, and they know a lot of times they're going to sell eventually. Most of them don't want to leave these to their kids because their kids have no interest. I mean, who, unless you're crazy like I am, <laughs> wants to grow up and own a trailer park? So if you just follow up with them, stay at the top of their mind. When they're ready to sell, then you'll be the one that they go to. And like I said, it didn't cost me anything to call them once a month. And backing up to the, the 54 unit park, I met him over three months, at least, at least 15 times before we finally signed a contract. So it's just a matter of the follow-up with this here. Next two deals was a 62 space park. And then from the seller's, the seller's son, they had a park. 42 spaces, bought both of those. This was an interesting deal because the 62 space park I lived in when I was a kid. <laughs> what it was is a very clean park, beautiful, paved roads, every home is immaculate, excellent location. These sellers, I mean, they cracked the whip as far as keeping things in order <laughs> and uh, making sure people stay uh, in clean and all of that and my parents knew these sellers my mother approached the guy uh, the owner and he wanted to sell and it's funny enough when I first started looking for parks this was the first seller I went to back three years ago and he didn't want to sell but when my mother went to him they just had a major life event and they're like yes I think we're ready to sell now and there was another person multiple people trying to get these properties but it goes back to that relationship. They knew my mother. They knew me as a child. And we worked it out. We bought that park. And then we bought the Suns Park as well. Total is 104 units right next to each other. In the same city. Uh, and this one here, it's a matter of... Weird enough, all of these homes, almost all of them, are park-owned. 
which really surprised me because the park, like I said, is immaculate. So this one is a matter of selling off the homes, raising them up to market rents. I mean, it's so crazy as far as how low some of these rents are. They will rent a home and a lot for $390 a month, even though the market lot rent is 400 just for the lot. So it's a matter of, and you can't just rip off the Band-Aid and raise them up to market. Slowly raising them up as we sell off these homes, get capital back from that. And this is another, I wouldn't say long-term play. I'd say it take maybe two to three years to unload roughly 80 rental homes. And at that point, we'll have all our capital back. We'll be in the park with no money and cash flowing excellent. Next deal, the latest one, is 122 Space Park. This one is another interesting deal because we were aware of this park. However, we could not get in touch with the owner. It was listed as soon as it went online on Sunday. Called up the broker probably 15 times until we got him on the phone. Made an offer, got in a bidding war with another buyer, increased our offer slightly, got the property. It took from January of this year until now, about seven months of going back and forth until we closed. It was such a difficult experience, probably one of the most difficult uh, as far as selling because every day it was like, oh, we're going to sign to the contract and they don't do it. Weeks pass. I mean, it was a mess, but the key here again is just being consistent, following up, uh, letting them know, hey, you know, we'll, uh, we'll make this happen, and also being quick to action. I mean, as soon as it was listed, we contacted them. Now, the key with this property, as far as the turnaround, we just took it over. I have a relationship with a mobile home dealer locally. They are bringing in homes as well to sell off in the park. This one's awesome. Why I love this park so much is the city owns the roads, city owns the street lights, water lines, everything's direct build city utilities. So literally there's nothing we have to do out here other than at the moment mowing the vacant lots and the few common areas, but everyone else cuts their own grass. So once we get this fully occupied, there's really nothing we have to do. City maintains everything else, just staying on top of the residents, making sure that the rent's paid, making sure everyone keeps their yards clean. But this is going to be just an excellent property long term. I'm super excited about it. I'm looking forward to some other big parks. <laughs> We've got another one in the pipeline, 155 spaces. And, uh, you know, it's just a matter of, at the end of the day, it boils down to, there's several avenues you can find properties. You can see a theme here is most of mine, almost all of them, I believe except for two or three, I suppose, with the apartments, have been off-market deals, either cold-called, door-knocked. You never know. Or even from other investors. Go to networking events. Those are also free because at those events, you'll meet people that have deals. You'll meet people that have money. You'll meet people that have experience. You can expose yourself to different investing philosophies and different things they're investing in if you're not sure what you want to get into. And even now, I know it's difficult because of this virus, but there's meetings on Zoom. And as I said, they don't cost anything to attend. Uh, just go to these events and, and get your name out there. Get business cards. You know, you can get 50 business cards for $10 on Vistaprint. 
and put your number on your name exactly what you're looking for. It's always great if you put a picture of yourself because that's how they tie your name back to you. And I'll always tell people, hey, just think of Abraham Lincoln or Father Abraham. <laughs> I'm pretty tall, and so that usually sticks in their mind And with these sellers. One other funny thing that I'll mention as far as I've done with a lot of these mom and pops, there's some I'm still following up with. It's been over two years, and I believe I'm going to be, and I'm going to aim to be, at the top of their mind when they want to sell, uh, I will help them out with their insurance and get them on a better plan. And then they're calling me. <laughs> uh, I say this one owner, he owns probably 400 lots. Unbelievable. And I saved him and his wife over $200 a month on their insurance. And I probably talk to them, if not about the parks, every couple months about their insurance. So, uh, And I always mention every time, hey, you ready to sell yet? Not yet. Okay, well, hey, let me know when you are. I'm, I'm ready to go. So get out there in front of people. Stay persistent and stay focused. I am now 100% focused on mobile home parks. I'm not looking at self-storage. I'm not looking at office space. I'm not even really looking at apartments. I'm looking solely at mobile home parks. That is my focus. Focus, persistence, and you will eventually find success. If you like this show, guys, please leave a review on iTunes. It really helps out. If you have any questions about any of the specific deals I've mentioned or any other questions, reach out, abraham at capitalcashflow.com. I'd love to talk with you. And if you have any deals that if you'd like to partner on something, I'm open to partnerships. Or if you just want my advice of what I think of the deal, I'd be glad to talk with you on it. Till next time, guys, make it happen. Thank you for listening to Capital Cash Flow. For more resources and information on investing with us, find us on social media or at capitalcashflow.com.